morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of The Business of Cannabis. This is B of C Live for Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. This and all other B of C Lives are available on our website at businessofcannabis.ca, as well as wherever you find your podcast. Coming up, our conversation with Mimi Lam and Drummond Monroe of Superette. Their store in Toronto is opening today. We caught up with them yesterday. Tune in for that this week. Also on B of C Live, tomorrow we will have Liz Stahura of BDSA for to share her consumer insights as well as our job of the week by Cannabis at Work. Friday we'll be joined by Matt Maurer. He is with the official law firm of Business of Cannabis, Torkin Mains. We have some events coming up, including one tonight, a Cannabis Forward Education Networking event called Can BC Lead Cannabis in Canada Again? It's presented by Robic and hosted by Council 45 in Vancouver. On August 7th, we will have a Lunch and Learn titled, So You Want to Open a Cannabis Retail Store. There will be a presentation from our team at CanDelta, and they will also answer any questions you may have. On August 27th, our last Cannabis Forward of the summer, it will be co-produced by Diversity Talk and called Social Equity in Practice. On our website, you can find all the information about those events and more, and you can sign up. Please follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and on our website, businessofcannabis.ca. We have some ongoing partners we'd like to mention, BDSA, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, Torque and Mains, and our IT partner at Alcit. They make everything possible at Business of Cannabis. Now, enjoy this conversation from Supret with Mimi Lamb and Drummond Monroe. Congratulations, Team, team Supret. Enjoy your day. This is something. Congratulations. Welcome. Well, I've been in this spot before. There happened to be, I don't know, a party here. It didn't look anything like this. Did it? It's pretty no. wild. It's, yeah. it's changed quite a bit. So this used to be a root store, and just a few months ago, it was an empty box, and here we are. It's no longer an empty box, and you are opening tomorrow. Um, and it's really exciting to be here today. When you look at this, um, you've not birthed a child. But this um, seems amazing. Thank you. And it would be difficult, I think, to get something to look like this in the best of times. Never mind regulatory hurdles, um, provincial challenges, uh, pandemic, all of those things. No, I, there are. There's a whole list. I have them here. Um, okay, a lottery, a lottery, um, slowdown, shortages. You have another store, too. Uh, and then pandemic. That was the last one. Of all those, are any more difficult than the other? I mean, being in the <laughs> cannabis space, you just have to deal with change, right? And so, you know, this has been a product of all of those challenges, but we're still here and we're still kicking. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. And, and, and there's still people that are still waiting to get to where you guys are because you've obviously been operating successfully in Ottawa. This store is ready to open uh, tomorrow. And it does look and feel incredible in here which is a testament to you guys, the vision you guys have had and then implemented and executed. And uh, I don't want you to give your competitors any uh, sort of words of advice, but like what would you, is it, is it about flexibility, is it about resilience, or is it about having a vision and going forward or all of those? Well, think about back to Ottawa. You've obviously been in that space. Many of our peers have, have seen the Ottawa store. Um, we really spent the last 
just over a year now, learning what works, what doesn't work, and really understanding this specific part of the Toronto neighborhood and really wanting to amplify, you know, our brand presence here. And so we did a lot of planning, much more so than even the Ottawa store. And so as you walk around here, you'll see elements that are familiar to the Supra store in Ottawa, um, but kicked up a, a notch. Um, and so we've been able to, to learn from that to make this what it is today. And to make it local. It feels, I mean, it feels really it's local. Supra 2.0. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's be serious. We had six weeks to build out a store last April. This this time we could, you know, the level of thoughtfulness that's gone into everything we've done is is night and day. And, and thinking about it from a, a non-cannabis, but just a retail perspective, like how important is that feel for when someone comes in a store not knowing the product, like any of those things, like how, give a percentage of how important that feel is when you walk in. Well, I would just say, you know, I don't want to call anyone out here, but one of the few retailers that actually apply basic retail principles to the cannabis experience. Merchandising, customer journey. I mean, there's attention to those details, and you're right, it's incredibly important. So everything we've done in this store plays into traditional retail. I would say it's everything. Like, take cannabis aside, think about the role that physical retail plays nowadays, and there's a lot of e-com talk, but people the reason why people go back to physical retail is if for that experience and to experience the brand in person if you can't give them a good impression as soon as they walk through the door then you've already lost the battle and and is it especially important when basically everybody has the same products right so people will be shopping based on that experience and this is a really amazing experience just to walk in here well it's like how do you differentiate your brand when you all carry the same thing you know, within the four walls of your store. So, you know, we challenge what have been considered the norms of cannabis retail from the sensory experience to the design to what types of products we carry outside of cannabis. As you can see, like, you know, it's not just cannabis accessories in here. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. It's quite striking. And it, it, it is, um, and, and you're right. I mean, we've been to obviously lots of retailers. Some are wildly successful and some are doing great work, but, but none, I don't think, from the ones that I've been to, have really put that sort of customer experience front and center. Thinking about, of course, the first time in the store, but also the 6th, 10th, and 600th, like this is a place you'd want to come back to. I mean, first of all, just hang out, but also it feels special to be in here and you'd want to keep coming back, which is a core, a core retail yeah, experience. Yeah, totally. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> I do. Well, I want to come back all the time. I may come back tomorrow. Um, uh, but, but it really is, it is something. And, and I, the part that I think is often overlooked, not just sort of core tenets about retail, about cannabis retail specifically, about the regulations and all those things, how much comes down to the team you build as well that is in store? Because you can have all the things we talked about and then the door opens and it's not the same. The sort of interface is not the same as sort of the physical space. Talk a little bit about that because... That is a challenge under the best of times. It's a really important, really challenging when you're in the middle of a pandemic trying to staff up a store. How did you guys go about that and how important that is to sort of how you guys operate? Yeah, we're, we're obsessed about the in-person interactions. We put a lot of emphasis on the people that we hire. We put a lot of emphasis on our training. We actually, our training program is built in-house completely. Um, you know, we have incredible team members like Trish Lackey um, who has that expertise. Yes, we love Trish. Um, she, she created this training program specifically for 
for our team and that's a differentiator and um, you know as they go through the training program you know even today after we've recorded this they're going through in-person role-playing just to make sure that we can um, address every single type of scenario that customers can can face because with, with cannabis as you know it's it's such a uh, it, it's a, such a diverse product in terms of how people react to it. And so if you have a bad experience, that could ruin that you know, relationship with the store off the jump. But if you can really turn that conversation to something that's positive, you, you've won that loyalty for the rest of that person's um, lifetime as yeah. a consumer. Yeah, this, sorry, no, I was just going to say the store team is the core part of this experience. Yeah. I mean, without it, there's nothing. I want to dive down a little bit more because every we've had this conversation on business of cannabis stuff for a lot, especially over the past couple of months. It's that um, you could have 10 Superette stores, but they're all operating in a neighborhood. And the specifics of that neighborhood are really important to, because most of the people that are going to come here are going to be from the neighborhood. And this neighborhood looks different from the Ottawa neighborhood, looks different from the neighborhoods where you'll be operating later in, in Toronto, hopefully and hopefully quickly. I'll put that in there. Um, but like, how, how core is that to sort of locate the store in a place and then be part of that place? It's critical. I, I think we never want to be in the position where we alienate the community. It's really important to build those relationships with our neighbors and um, really get to know the businesses around us, the residents around us. And so the store experience has to reflect that, it has to reflect uh, you know, what is around the store in the first place. Um, so we take a lot of time just to really think that through before even finalizing what this looks and feels like. And it's, it's close to our sort of satellite business of cannabis office. And, and so we've walked That's by over the past. That's why we chose Great. Uh, <laughs> but we've walked by over the past months, and there's been very much talking to the people on the street level, just from the signage in the store. And it's really, you'll find out tomorrow how closely people have sort of felt to that. But I really feel like it's placed this specific location in this specific neighborhood. And it's a neighborhood that feels a lot like that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our location decisions are made with a long-term perspective. I think if you look at how the Ontario retail landscape really proliferated, um, you know, sometimes the choices might not be as thoughtful as they could be. So when choosing this location, <laughs> for amazing. example... That's, that's really, I wouldn't have said it like that, really but... <laughs> so I mean, the answers most yeah. of the questions. Uh, <laughs> but I, we just want to make sure that, like, it makes sense now. It makes sense five years from now. It makes sense 20 years from now. You know, there's longevity to this, um, and... You know, we can only make a first impression once. And so here we are. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Uh, it's an amazing first impression. Um, and, and it's going to go gangbusters, I believe, tomorrow. And I, I think and I'm interested in what you guys feel because you are obviously operating in Ottawa. When you were able to open your doors and let people back in, even though it was not sort of the full-fledged, like, are people happy to be out and about in a place that they want to be in? Like, how is that? Oh, yeah. There's a sense yeah. of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone, you just, like, walk down the street. Everyone's so excited to be outside. It's amazing. You can pick up on that energy pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're going to pick up on that energy a lot tomorrow because I know, you know, there's, of course, Twitter buzz, but, but also of the neighborhood, more importantly, of the neighborhood, people have been waiting for this for a long time. And it, it's a, you know, it's a cornerstone of the actual neighborhood in terms of the block and everything else. Um, and you're opening tomorrow, and I'm going to remember the hours. You know, Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 8. Yeah. Thursday through Saturday, 10 to 9. 
Sunday, 10 to 7. You're hired. Yes. Exactly. That was <laughs> right. Our training starts in a few okay. minutes. Um, <laughs> no, and, and of course, we'll post this in all those times because everybody should come by and see this amazing store. And we'll also post photographs online of, of what we're looking at because um, it really is amazing. And, and again, like in the best of times, this is a difficult thing to do. And these are not the best of times. Uh, regular retail, this is difficult to do. And this is not regular retail. It's like hyper-regulated. So kudos to you, to the team. And uh, we wish nothing but the best for you guys in this store or the auto store and future stores as well. Thanks, Jay. Thank Appreciate you, Jay. It. Thanks for having us in.